Well, a very big hello, everyone. I'm Duncan Dornoff, and welcome to this week's edition of the Tasmanian Harness Highlights podcast. It's great to have your company on this last day of September for 2022. Where has the year gone? Of course, we're getting into the point end of the racing season, and the action's heading up right across Australasia with uh, many feature races. Of course, uh, domestically here in Tassie, we've got the Show Cup headlining the uh, big program in Launceston on Sunday night. We've got a pretty good card in Hobart tonight. Speaking of Hobart, that was the venue for the sole meeting of the week uh, on uh, September 25, where we had a nine-event program. Let's recap uh, the action there. Endeavour Stride took out the first event on the program. Charlie Castles and Ben Yole combining. It was taken straight to the lead, had a soft run in front of 33.3 and 31.1, the amended second quarter, dashing home in 28.9 and 28.3. was always going to be hard to run down after the run. That pacer had in the lead to record win number three of the season for Endeavour Stride, and uh, he was too good there in the first. The second event on the program was a trainer's encouragement pace, taken out by a way better. Mark Jeeves and Rodney Ashwood combining She's now won four of 19 this season. That's win five overall. And uh, she showed pretty good gate speed to find the top and uh, was able to cling on from the fast-finishing Major Davin in uh, the second event on the program. Now, just going back through the sectionals, I forgot to give you a couple here. Uh, in that trainer's encouragement pace, delightful Junie, 58.57 and 29.12, the quickest last half and quarter of that race. And in the first event, Castle Retreat, who dashed home in 56.49 and 28.07, finishing back in third spot, was the quickest last half and quarter of that event. Race number three was taken out by Galaxy Dancer, breaking his maiden status. Of course, a little bit unlucky in Launceston the start prior, but uh, if you took the short odds, you would have been a little bit worried when this pace caused a false start at the first attempt, but at take two was able to lead and wasn't really challenged in the uh, in the uh, lead uh, throughout. So it was Galaxy Dancer who was able to defeat Just Tiger by 2.8 metres and they were well clear of their remaining rivals. Galaxy Dancer, of course, an APG purchase and uh, looks like it. there's a few more wins left in store for that runner. Matthew Howlett, the winning trainer and driver. Just Tiger, 58.04 and 28.42, the... Uh, Sectional standout from that race. Race four was taken out by Kiavino Stride. Mitch Ford driving for Benyol. Was able to work across to find the spot outside the leader from barrier number four. Took over at the 500 metre mark. And despite being all out late, he was able to cling on over Gordovesky Lees and Kiavino Stride. That was his 15th career win and his fourth of the season. And another win for Mitch Ford, extending his lead at the top of the state drivers' premiership. Military man, the eye-catching performance of the race in fifth spot, the quickest last half of the race in 58.45 and 29.05 for his last 400 metres. The quaddy got underway with race five, and this was taken out by Odin Boutique. Mark Yell jumping in the sulky for Christian Solder. Had a wide draw to contend with over the sprint trip, but was able to slot into the one-out, one-back position before mate, uh, before Mark made a mid-race move to the spot outside the leader near the 900-metre point in a 32-4-second split. They swept to the lead around the home bend and was always holding their rivals late. She's building up a handy record now, Iden Boutique, 
has had eight starts this season alone for four wins and two second placings. From the sectional Beast mode, who finished second, defeated 1.9 of a metre, dashed home in 57.91 and 28.57. Race six on the card, this was the Tasmanian Equine Veterinary Services pace taken out by the Brooklyn Brawler for Christy Butler and Caleb Williams. This pacer was first up since September 5, showed good gate speed to lead and then got a very soft run in front. So a 35-4 lead time into 32-3, Regardless of uh, race fitness under the belt, when you're getting some soft sections like that, you're always going to be hard to run down. 29-8, 27-9 on the way home. The Brooklyn Brawler, who was first up, had only been in Christie's care for a month. Uh, Mary Jane Misford in Victoria done a lot of the uh, work at getting this pacer back on track and sent over ready-made for the Butler camp to press on with and broke the $100,000 barrier in stake earnings. Uh, with that win, I did note he's a uh, Group 3 winner back in New Zealand as a two-year-old. Equity Stride, who did finish second, defeated a neck as I touched on, was the quickest last half, 57.47 and 27.68. Race 7 was taken out by To The Lookout, another winner from the Vignale Stable, this time Bronte Miller in the Sulky for the first leg of a driving double. Wasn't driven to to hold the lead by uh, any stretch of the imagination to settle behind the leader and utilise the uh, nutrient sprint lane in what was a survival of the fittest late, 31.1 for the last quarter uh, to the lookout. So that's now seven wins, five of which have been this season. And from a sectional perspective in that event, Juniper, who uh, finished in third spot, 59.88, the quickest last half of the race. And Kemadek, who was just ahead in, uh, or just behind, I should say, in fourth spot, the quickest last quarter in 30.71. Race eight on the card uh, rounded out the quaddy. It was taken out by the Benyol trained, Markiel reigned at South Shore. The uh, gilded son of Sun Beach somewhere was able to work forward to get an easy lead in a 35-2 lead time. Then they bowled along in 30.8, 30.2, 29.1 and 30.6 with this pace of kicking clear at the top of the home straight to score by just over 9.5 metres to record win three at start 22. From a sectional perspective, their foregone conclusion, he finished at midfield 58.69, the quickest last half. And TJC, who was in fourth spot, 29.69 was his last quarter, the quickest of that race. And he rounded out the night with another Benyol winner, this time Bronte Miller taking the reins aboard Vivid Stride. That's around the $10 quote. Was restrained back to last spot in a quick first quarter over the mile of 28.4 for the no higher than 44 rated paces. Was three and four wide from the 700 metre mark. Was able to run over the top of her rivals late to score by 2.4 of a metre. The last quarter, 32 seconds, so a few that did some of that early work uh, certainly didn't finish off. Vivid Stride was the quickest last half of the race in 60.17. He's a rummage in second spot, the quickest last quarter of 30.47. Just a couple of uh, movers on the Tez Racing official price. Uh, Galaxy Dancer was uh, well found in betting into the $2.30 quote and Kiavino stride $10 into $3.80. And a couple that missed, Montana flashed $3.30 to $2.20, Shami $4.60 to $3.80, Sumdan $4.80 to $3.10, 
Equity stride five fifty to three sixty. Juniper eleven dollars into four sixty. Some of those movers on the Tez Racing official price. The nominations for the Inter Dominion in Victoria in uh, late November, early December have been released from a Tasmanian perspective. Harjeet is the only Tasmanian trained runner to be nominated for the series. Of course, he's had that long break and has returned in pretty good order. So one would expect he would be able to make the cut from um, Tasmanian horses interstate uh, with a, a connection to the island uh, in alphabetical order. Longfellow, Mac Dan, Max Delight and Spirit of St. Louis. And the first round of rankings will be released uh, on Friday. Not yet through, but shouldn't be too far away. So looking forward to having a look over those. Of course, uh, very interesting times with the free-for-all ranks nationally and uh, with some nice horses there. So it'll be interesting to see who takes the next step up. Speaking of nice horses, there's plenty of nice races at Melton on a Saturday night. Heats of the Victorian Oaks and Derby, of course, those finals next week along with the Victoria Cup. Uh, at that Melton meeting, the Tasmanian Oaks win a relentless me lines up in a heat of the Victorian Oaks. Hirania, who won the Derby, is also going around there. And uh, in the support card, Cosimo lines up in the first race. And at Gloucester Park tonight, if you're listening to us on a Friday, Coolwater Paddy goes around again. He's in race eight with the pole draw. We'll take a break on the podcast, the other side. We'll have a look at uh, this week's meetings and hopefully find a winner or two. And we'll also get the latest from Rowan Hillier and have a look at a few of his drives as well. Tazracing.com.au's new Form Plus Pro gives you even more data on all Tasmanian harness racing. Subscribe to the ultimate Tasmanian form source today. Form Plus Pro by Tazracing.com.au. Let's have a look at the meeting in Launceston on Sunday night. Nine races getting underway at 5.55. Trainer-driver Rowan Hilliard joins us on this week's edition of the podcast. How are you going, Rowan? Yeah, good. Good, good thanks, Doug. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, before we touch on Launceston, of course, she was due to represent Tasmania in Adelaide a couple of weeks ago. No doubt a disappointment to miss out on that opportunity with the flight issues. Yeah, it was really disappointing, um, Duncan. Uh, Probably waited about 25 years to get that gig, so um, yeah, sat at the airport for five hours and the plane wasn't going nowhere, so I went home and drowned my sorrows. Right, well, let's let's have a look at Sunday night. Uh, two runners in the first event, both a bit of interest because they're both resuming. We'll start with Miss Pappenhausen, of course, the standout filly in the two-year-old ranks last season. You've gave her a pretty long break since her blue bonnet win back in October of last year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, just because of the change of the season, uh, we thought that you know it was a waste of time coming back so early in the season. So um, she's been up and ready to go for a little while now. Had a trial about a month ago. Uh, had a few little issues since that trial, but seems to be back on track now. So um, Sunday's a good place to start, I think. Certainly does look that way. What did you make of that trial? I know you said you've had a few issues since, but that trial, because you did take on the older horses in a uh, standing start affair. Yeah, just wanted to qualify. She wasn't quite quite fully wound up, um, but the trial was terrible. The way she, she got hanging really bad, um, and it's been a little bit of an issue as a two-year-old, but she got out, and she seems to have got out of it now, so uh, I think we're back on track. And big boy Manly joins your stable. He's first up, and I couldn't find any trials for him this prep. No, no trials. Uh, we've sort of, we'll probably treat this one as a trial. He's got to get back in the draw, um, but... In saying that, his, his work's as good as Miss Pappenhausen, so 
um, whatever he does, he'll improve, but uh, he won't be too far away either. Right, oh, in race two, you've got the drive on Hickstead for your brother, Troy, and that was a good first-up win last time. Yeah, it was a good win. He sort of, uh, when, when Troy uh, took him a couple of weeks ago, we, we thought he was a bit underdone, so um, off a slow tempo and to hit the line like he did, we were pretty happy with that. Um, and his work since then, Troy said, it's been really good. So, um, yeah, tricky sort of a draw, probably got a couple of, couple of options, but same sort of field, so you'd think he'd be right in it again. Right, let's go over to race four. Baby, you a song. She found a pretty good race to return in Hobart back in early September. Yeah, she, that was a race she, she had to win. Uh, found the front and, and done the job. Um, obviously, it's a bit different Sunday night, drawing the second row over a mile against the other horses, but um, the rep skips got over. Um, she should be um, pretty, going pretty close again. I know we've touched on it in a few other various media channels in the past, but the reason Paul's got her? Yeah, she just couldn't get around my track. It's a bit narrow and uh, they tend to hang hang a bit too much. And, and she was one that um, I had a bit, I had a good opinion of and sort of didn't want to, didn't want to ruin her too early. So sent her down to skip on the big right track. And um, she still hangs a bit. Uh, obviously, uh, it'll be interesting to see on Sunday how she, how she goes from the second line and how she goes coming wide in a race. So um, they're, they're boxes she's got to tick, but she's got plenty of, plenty of bottom. Uh, in the last race of the night, you've picked up the drive on Bridwood Bella. We know she's got a ton of ability, and we saw that in her last couple of starts where she's been pretty good running second. Yeah, true. I think the last two starts have been nearly career best. Um, sat up and hitting the line really good. Uh, Ralph didn't have much luck on her last week. Uh, and um, hopefully I can have a bit more this week for him. Um, she's uh, really hitting the line well and seems to have found the secret to her. You're not a bad race there. The last race of a few nice horses resuming as well. You've got a few drives in the middle of the card we haven't touched on. Is there one there putters should probably consider about? Um, maybe Jawbreak won his best form in the, in the pre-fall. I know it's a pretty tough race, but he did try really good from the standard carry here about a month ago. And I think on his best form, he's not a bad horse in front. So uh, I think, yeah, Jawbreak might be over the odds. Right, of course, he's in the, the show cup. Speaking of those open class horses, Riley Major, Lip Breeder, what's their progress? I'd say uh, maybe a month away from the races. Uh, both both doing plenty of fast work and seem to, to be enjoying themselves for a couple of old horses. So I'm um, really happy with the way they've come up. But yeah, I'd say, I'd say a month away at the moment. We touched earlier on the podcast. Uh, Harjeet, of course, nominated for the Inter-Dominion. Did that ever cross your mind at any stage over the past few months, or are you just happy to concentrate on these features here in Tassie? Yeah, I think I think uh, Riley Mates' days of, of running around against them ones that have gone, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, it might have been a uh, thought in the back of my mind, but uh, yeah, we'll just poke around here in Tassie and hopefully, hopefully maybe pick up one of those cups again if, he, if he's good enough. Uh, we look forward to seeing uh, them resume in uh, a month or so's time. Rowan, appreciate the insight into this weekend and all the very best. Thank you. Our thanks to Rowan Hillier for joining us there on the podcast, taking time out of his schedule to have a chat with us, and we appreciate all the uh, participants that give up their time to have a chat with us on the podcast. Let's have a look at the quaddy legs uh, for Launceston on Sunday. We get underway the 53 to 57 rated event. Uh, South Shore on top for me, who's able to lead in Hobart and recorded a dominant win last uh, weekend. He's won two from his past three, and I think that trend can continue here. Ten True Stepper was a winner on the Launceston track two starts ago. 
and placed last time out in Hobart in the race one by South Shore. Uh, this pace has uh, won two from 11 on the Launceston track. Uh, number three, Nero Strides, a nice three-year-old and gets into this race with that three-year-old concession claim. And eight, Cool Scooter, I think, can run a bit of a race at uh, odds uh, from an inside of a second-row draw. So one ten three eight race five. The Tasmanian Horse Transport Show Cup is uh, race six. I have got Harjeet on top. I normally go the other way looking for value, but uh, I think he was. I thought he was good in the Metropolitan Cup and uh, handy wins prior to that. He's got the 30 metres, but the small field does suit. The shallow is clearly the main danger. He's racing really well, as is B Major Threat and Colby Sands rounds out my top four. So seven, eight, five, and three. Race seven is the Rare Earth Stakes. It's League Three of the Quaddy. Not a bad race here for the 64 to 69 rated paces. At nine equity stride on top for me. Good win two starts back and placed behind the Brooklyn Brawler, running down to a neck in Hobart last start. He gets a nice trailing draw on the three-point claim for Mitch Ford. Better and more's got the pole draw, a chance to run an improved race. Finished down the track last uh, time out and it's done a bit of work in a few of the races prior to that. She's, of course, uh, had a, a couple of weeks freshen up here. Eight, Lancelot's got a tricky draw from inside of the second row and ten, Pantano Stride rounds out my top four, nine, one, eight, ten. We ran out the card with a rating 45 to 52. We ran out the quaddy, I should say, with a rating 45 to 52. Over 2,200 metres, 12, 13, 6 and 8, my numbers. Queen of Dance, well, she's due for a win. She's been runner-up her past uh, three outings and uh, comes into this event off the narrowest of defeats behind Nero Stride here at her most recent racetrack appearance. Seahawk won in Hobart, two starts back and placed... Uh, at his most recent outing there in Hobart. Six, Juniper's always thereabouts. And at number eight, two of the lookouts won two of his past five, including a win last Sunday. So 12, 13, six, and eight. As far as specials go, I've got an asterisk beside uh, four horses for the Launceston card. A few will be short, so we'll play the Moldies. Miss Pappenhausen race one, number five. In race four, Baby You Were Song, number nine. Uh, Jeet, race six, number seven. I think a few of those are pretty self-explanatory. And in race nine, number six, Bridwood Bella. I think uh, the way she's been going, she's certainly ready to break through and find a suitable race there in the last. The weekend does kick off with harness racing in Hobart tonight on uh, Friday, September 30. Uh, my best bet is GJ. I got this race three, number three, I think from the uh, good draw over the mile. Looks the way to go. And a couple of one by three, one by four plays in race one, number three, Tarleton Riley. I did touch on him. I've been, I was, uh, gave him a bit of a chance last start on the, on a handy effort the start prior. And uh, he's got good standing start manners. And the uh, master reignsman, Ricky Duggan, in the sulky. And keep playing race two, number eight. Interesting speed map here. Uh, of course, Sean to the max, who's got the pole draw, will sort of tell us our, our fate pretty early on. But uh, from inside of a second row, keep playing. Uh, I thought, look, the, uh, another play on that, that Hobart card. And uh, if it does happen to get uh, back along the uh, pegs, we've got the right man in Rowan Hilliard to weave a passage through. So looking forward to two great cards this weekend. Uh, Hobart tonight with eight, Launceston on Sunday with nine. To watch this weekend's meetings, all meetings will be on Taz Racing TV. 
Hobart tonight will be on Sky Racing 2, as will the first race in Launceston on Sunday. That's currently on the Blue Channel at the time of recording, with the remainder of the card on Sky Racing 1. Enjoy your harness racing this weekend, and I look forward to your company next week here on the Tasmanian Harness Highlights Podcast.